Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. I hope you had a great week with your business. This week, the topic is, is the client legit? And what I mean by legit is, is the client a real client at a real company with real products that are that is looking for professional writing or copywriting work that is going to pay you, that's not going to give you the runaround? Or is it a client that perhaps doesn't really have a real business or may not pay you or may just give you the runaround. Maybe they want a lot of free advice and and, uh, spec work done before they say they can feel comfortable hiring you and then you do all this work and they never hire you. Are they that type of client? That's what I mean by, is the client legit? And I want to give you some guidelines in this podcast to identify the warning signs, uh, things you have to look for when you're talking to a potential client to see if the client is legit. Now, The good news is that in the B2B world, most clients are legit. You don't run into this very often, but you'll sometimes do. And before I go on with this podcast, I want to just send a thank, a shout out rather, to the person who suggested this podcast topic. I actually don't know who it is. The person left a uh, comment at b2bwritingsuccess.com. And B2Bwritingsuccess.com's editor, Charlotte Crockett, passed it on to me. So whoever you are out there that recommended this topic, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And if you send me your name uh, at steveslonwhite at gmail.com, I'll give you a a proper shout-out in my next podcast. So how's that? But let's talk about this topic of is the client legit? And, you know, let me tell you a couple of quick stories about the early days of my business. I started as a B2B writer and copywriter back in the mid-1990s. And you know what? The very second client that I landed ended up being a client that really wasn't legit. What happens is that I was visiting another potential client, and they said, they said, oh, we don't have any work for you, but there's a guy here renting an office, and maybe you can talk to him because he's looking for some help. And I talked to the gentleman, and, and he had kind of a one-person business on the go, and and we started talking about some of the things he wanted. He said, why don't you write me a brochure? And I said, uh, great. And I sent him a quotation. And he said, that's fine. And I ended up writing him this brochure for his business. And you know what? It really wasn't a real project for him. He came back to me with several rewrites. And then eventually he said, you know what? Um, I, I may use this brochure at some point in the future. Thank you very much for writing it. And I, I wouldn't even think of not of, of not paying you if I actually use this copy. And I said, well, <laughs> you're not going to pay me if you don't use the copy. You know, there's a little bit more of the story than that, but the bottom line is this guy never paid my invoice. He wasn't a legit client. He, he was just fooling around. He didn't really have a real uh, going concern of a business. He just thought of me as a, as a cheap freelance copywriter that he can get some free work out of, and, and I fell for it. And this happens uh, sometimes. I think it's probably happened to just about every single copywriter I know. So if it's happened to you, don't feel bad. You're not alone. It's happened to all of us. So what I want to do in this podcast is to give you some guidelines on how to spot 
this type of, of client. And when you're talking to a client, to make sure that they are a real company, a real client with a real project with real money to pay you. Okay. So let me go on with these tips. Tip number one for spotting whether a client is a legit client or not. The simplest is that, do they have a business website? If they don't have a website, if they're ABC consulting and you can't find ABC on Google and they don't have a, they don't have a website and, and the prospect has communicated to you with a at yahoo.com email address, those are all red flags. I mean, most businesses these days, 99% of the businesses out there, maybe 99.9% have a website. They have a web presence of some kind. And if they don't have a website, then that's a big red flag. Now, I understand there are some industries out there where even these days a website is just not common in these you know, certain industries. I actually can't even list you any examples because I can't think of an industry where the companies, most of the companies don't have a website. <laughs> even if they don't do a lot of online marketing, companies still have a website. That's just the way things are these days. So if you're talking to a client and they don't have a website, that doesn't necessarily mean they're not a legit client. It's simply a red flag. You've got to ask yourself, you know, what kind of company is this? Do they, if they don't have a website, are they a real company? You might want to Google them and find out if, if their company name comes up in Google. If it doesn't, that's a big red flag too. So that's number one. Do they have a website? Number two, and you can judge this from their website and also from a Google search, do they look like a going concern? And what I mean by a going concern is that do they look like they're in business? Do they look like they make sales? Do they look like they're marketing themselves? Do they look like they have clients and customers? It's very easy these days for anybody to set up a website and make it look like they're a substantial company. And yet they don't have a single client or a single customer. Okay. So what you want to do is go on the website, look around, and see if you can get a sense of whether they are a true going concern. Do they have testimonials from customers and clients on their website? That's good evidence that they actually have customers and clients. Do they have a blog that they keep updated? Uh, do they have an easing that you can sign up for? Are they, are they marketing and doing business? Google them to see if there's news about them, press releases about them. I mean, are they a real company doing real business? Again, the, that this doesn't disqualify them. If they have a website, but they don't have a blog or an e-zine or client testimonials on it, that doesn't mean that they're not a going concern. Like I said, these are just red flags. If it looks like they're not doing business with anybody, if it looks like they're not making sales, if they don't have customers and clients, that's a red flag because how are they going to pay you? So that's number two. Do they look like a going concern? Number three on their website, and notice you can get a lot of information when a company has a website, are there names and better still pictures of the team on their website? There are a lot of disreputable companies out there who will put up a website, but I mean, it's impossible to find out who works there. Sometimes they don't have a telephone number on their website. Sometimes they don't have a physical address on their website. There's, a, there's some companies out there that are like that. They're disreputable companies. Maybe they sell 
products or, or sell services, but they don't want customers or clients to call them or check them out. Who knows the reason? But uh, I find that I'm much more comfortable dealing with a new client if I go on their website and the and I can see them. Like I, uh, the names of the owner or the team is on their website. Maybe even pictures of those people. I get a sense that they they have employees. That they have an owner. They have employees. They're active. They're not afraid to to say they work for that company. Another way you could do that is is do a search on LinkedIn for the company to see if the company has a company LinkedIn page. And if, that gives you a sense of how many people are working there. Because on LinkedIn, if you find the company LinkedIn page, it'll tell you how many other LinkedIn users work for that company. So that can give you an indication as well. And of course, it's a red flag if they don't have a company LinkedIn page. Not a huge red flag. A lot of companies don't. But again, it's a red flag. So you want to find out if it's a company that has real people wor working there, that they're not afraid to answer their phone, they have a physical address, they're a real company. You know, I, I find that's, that's, uh, that's a lot of evidence that a company is reputable when they put the, the names of the owners on the website, when they put the names of the, of the executives or team members, and especially when they have pictures of themselves on their website. Companies do that because they have nothing to hide. So uh, I find those companies tend to be the reputable companies. So something to consider when you're checking out a potential client. That's number three. Number four, and I'm gonna, I have to be really careful how I, how I state this one. Do they sell physical products or do they sell services and information? If they sell physical products like shoes or, or workwear or forklift trucks or gizmos or software, then that's good news because a company that sells physical products tend to be reputable companies. They have to, a company has to be fairly substantial in order to sell physical products, whether they're a manufacturer or a distributor. They probably have a few employees. They probably make sales on a regular basis. There's a certain safety in dealing with companies that actively sell physical products. Now, here's the thing. A lot of my clients sell services. I deal with a lot of service-based companies, and they're just as reputable. They're just as good. You just need to be a little careful. It's very easy for someone to set up a website, for example, and call themselves a consulting firm and not have a single client, <laughs> okay? So um, just be, be wary of a company that sells services and, and information. Uh, they can be fantastic clients. Do not get me wrong here. A lot of my clients, some of my best clients, sell either services or information in some format. But, you know, just be a little bit careful. So that's number four. Number five, you want to find out if the project is real. By real, I mean, is it a real project that's part of a campaign? Has a designer been assigned to it? Is there a sense of urgency? Is there a deadline? Uh, do you get a sense that other people in the company are involved in the project? Uh, the reason why I, I listed this as one of the red flags is I remember many years ago, I had a marketing director of a company hire me to write a, a couple of brochures. And I wrote the brochures, and again, there was some back and forth with this marketing director, and she, she gave me uh, her go-ahead by email. And then, you know what happened? She 
she was laid off or let go or, or left the company for another job. I'm not sure what happened, but she was one day she was gone. And when I sent my invoice, I ran into trouble because no one at the company knew about these, this brochure project. It was just a pet project for her. I found out later just to kind of keep her busy. And it wasn't a real project. It wasn't really part of their marketing program. It was just something on the side. So you want to make sure that this pro- the project is a real project and not just something that the client is thinking about, something that's sort of a, a sideline project. Is it a real project? Okay. If it's not a real project, what will happen is that there'll be a lot of back and forth discussion. There'll be a lot of talk. You'll be given in uh, a lot of ed- free advice and information. The client might ask for some some of your ideas and maybe some spec copy to start with, so they can get a sense of your writing. It'll go back and forth, but nothing will happen. A project, a real paying project, will never emerge. Because the project isn't real yet. By real, I mean it's been budgeted. It's part of a campaign. They are actually creating this thing. Okay. <laughs> so just, just ask some questions about the project and get a sense of whether it's a real project. So that's number five. Number six, and this is a biggie, do they hesitate or balk at paying your deposit? If you quote the project, and let's say you quote a 30% deposit before you start the project, or even a 50% deposit, do they have a problem with that? If they do, then that's a big red flag. You'll find this sometimes with very small businesses, sometimes one-person businesses, or people uh, who are looking for a copywriter, and they maybe they have a home-based business. Maybe they're a home-based consultant. They're just starting out. They're on a budget and they want you to write their website and then you quote them a 50% deposit before you start and they're really hesitant. That's a red flag because if they're hesitant to pay that 50% deposit, then the chances are high you're going to have trouble getting your invoice paid at the end. So be very, very careful of that. Now there's one caveat here is that with larger companies, sometimes their bureaucracy is such that it makes it very difficult for them to pay you right away, pay a 50% deposit immediately, because they have to get internal approvals and go through their accounting department and things of that nature. I think, personally, most companies can be able, could be able to do it, but you might get that, that, that um, excuse from a client. That's the case. That's fine. Ask for a purchase order from the company. So the purchase order will have a purchase order number, or a project reference number that shows that your quotation has been approved, and ask permission this, and, and make sure it states that you'll be sending your deposit invoice immediately at the start of the project, and it's payable upon receipt. That way, at least you'll get the deposit paid within a couple of weeks, usually. So with larger companies, you might run into that. Smaller businesses, if they don't want to pay your deposit, big red flag, that may mean that you, you'll have trouble getting paid at all. So be careful with that. Number seven, and this is a big one. If they tease you with the offer of future work, if you do this one project for them, either for free or for a low fee. And here's a typical scenario. Someone contacts you and says, oh, I'm launching our, our company website tomorrow. We're, 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 we're going to do great. We're just, we're just starting our business, but it's going to be fantastic. And if you could just write our website for uh, $50, our 25-page website, 
uh, man, there's going to be so much work coming for you in the future. Uh, when our business starts to grow, you'll be in like Flint. Uh, you'll be on the ground floor of all this future work. Good times are coming for you. I'm so excited for you. So go ahead and write my website for $50. <laughs> be careful of offers like that because that future work that they promise never pans out. Never, never doesn't happen. Okay, so don't do that. Pay, you know, quote a reasonable fee. Now, if it's a startup business or a small business owner, you want to negotiate a special rate with that business owner, that's fine. But negotiate that rate on your terms. But don't factor in this idea that there may be future work with that client and they're, and they're going to give you that future work at your full fee. It just doesn't happen. So be wary of that. And finally, number eight, uh, check online for complaints about that company. You know, you can uh, go online and there's many different complaint sites. Just type in the company name and then type in the word complaints and see what comes up. Now, be careful. It's very easy for people to complain about anybody or any company online. And uh, who knows if their complaint is legit, <laughs> okay? Who knows if their complaint is accurate? They may be angry for many different reasons and they they just let off steam online, okay? And just like the uh, television psychologist Dr. Phil says, no matter how flat a pancake is, it still has two sides. There's two sides to every story. The company may have their version of the story that's not online. The company may have uh, dealt with that person very reasonably. Who knows? But if there are a lot of complaints about a company, complaint after complaint after complaint, and especially if there are complaints about people not being paid or freelancers being uh, not being paid or treated poorly, well, obviously that's a red flag. It may not be a, a reason in and of itself to disqualify the client. It's just a red flag. All these points are just red flags. Something to watch out for so you don't end up having a miserable experience with a new client that either just gives you the runaround and you never get a go-ahead on the project, or if you get the go-ahead, doesn't pay your deposit, or you don't get paid at all. You don't want that kind of miserable experience. So let me go over these red flags for you again, just for review. You want to check out if they have a website. You want to get a sense if they're a going concern. Are they, are they making sales? Do they have customers and clients? Are they an active business? You want to see on their website if they have their company address and phone number and names of themselves, the people who work there on, on the website. Okay, or are they hiding behind their website? You want to, uh, number four, you want to see if they're selling physical products or services and, and information. Nothing wrong with selling any of those categories of products. You just, with services and information, there's a slightly increased risk that you might run into a legit client. So that could be a red flag. Number five, you want to find out if the project is real. Is it a real project? Is it budgeted? Is it something that's going to be uh, completed, uh, implemented by the company? Number six, is there a hesitation to pay your deposit? Or do they protest about your deposit? Do they say, we don't pay deposits. I'm not paying a freelancer uh, a deposit. I only pay when the work is done. You know, if you get that kind of response from a client, a uh, potential new client, that's a big red flag. And also, number eight, if they, if they make any offer of future work in order to get a big price discount for the, for the project they want done now, okay, promises of future work to influence your price, 
Huge, huge red flag. They're probably not a very good client for you. And finally, check online if they have any complaints. If they have a lot of complaints, especially complaints from vendors and suppliers and freelancers about not being paid, then that is, again, an obvious red flag. So those are some red flags that will help you see if a client is a new client is legit or not. Like I said, these are just red flags. Okay, you got to look at the whole picture. Sometimes a client who doesn't have a website could be just a startup company and could be a great opportunity for you. And sometimes a client who... Uh, who doesn't have the name of their executive team on their website, there could be a good reason for that, and they still could be a great client for you. So don't dismiss a potential opportunity for a writing gig simply because one of these red flags come up. But if they do, just take a second look at that potential new client and make sure that uh, you're not going to run into any problems with them. So that's this week's B2B Writing Success. I hope you found it helpful. And by the way, you can subscribe to B2B Writing Success on iTunes or you can go to b2bwritingsuccess.com and you'll find all the episodes, past and present, right there. So until next week, have a great week with your B2B writing or copywriting business. I'm Steve Sloan White. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Sloan White. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.